The Journey to Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon. And my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Welcome to the Journey to Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I'm so excited to have you join me this week as we continue our exploration and discussion on navigating life's changes, transitions, and transformations. If you're completely new to me, I'm a certified executive coach, speaker, and author of Transform the Journey to Becoming. As an executive coach, I help transform emerging leaders and transformational entrepreneurs into courageous agents of change and impact. I work with both individuals and organizations with the same goal in mind, to help clients build their confidence, increase their performance and impact, and experience fulfillment both personally and professionally. If you're interested in learning more about me and how I may be able to help you on your journey to becoming the next best version of you, check out my website at www.sabinegideon.com or schedule a complimentary 30-minute coffee chat using the link in the show notes below highlighted coffee. That said, let's get into this week's episode. Today, we're going to focus on the fear of change. Now, change doesn't have to be scary. And honestly, once you learn some of the common reasons why we're afraid of change, you'll feel more prepared to conquer those feelings. So change is obviously one thing that's certain when it comes to this game that we call life. You know, as I've shared in previous podcast episodes, it is an absolute. It is something that we experience as human beings. It is something that we see happening in nature all around us day in and day out. Things never stay the same. And even for those who try so hard to make it the case, you inevitably end up disappointed because change is going to happen. Now, whether it's a positive change like a new relationship or a difficult one such as job loss, transitions can be frightening. However, even in the midst of change, being able to push past the fear is something that we can all learn to do. And once you honestly understand the reasons for it, how it can actually benefit you and the ways to overcome it, change won't be so easy. So today we're gonna to focus on, you know, why, why do we fear change so much? What are the core reasons uh, that we as human beings fear change? How do we deal with the change? How do we deal with processing the emotions that come with change? And specifically, we're gonna focus on grief because that's often a key ingredient or a key part of the process when change comes around, but not as uh, spoken about. And then lastly, what are some ways to really just overcome the fear and move forward anyways? So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Why do we fear change? First of all, the biggest universal reason to be afraid of change is the fear of unknown, as I stated before. We as human beings, we feel safer in what we already understand and are familiar with. And the unknown causes anxiety for lots of reasons. 
one of which is that this anxiousness is a protective measure. Our brains tell us that we can remain safe if we avoid what we can't see, understand, know, or process. And if you've heard my previous episodes, you know, we talked about the fight, flight, or freeze response that our brain kicks in with when it perceives us to be in a place of danger. And oftentimes, whenever there is a change, whenever there is a level of disruption in our regular day-to-day, our mind is going to kick in to protect us, right? I'm using air quotes, uh, to cause us to feel these feelings of fear, when in reality, it's simply because it doesn't recognize the difference between something being exciting and different versus something being bad and different. Now, another cause of why we fear change is having the false belief that there is only one correct way. And when in fact, there are many options. So if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, suddenly your life has been disrupted and you got to figure something out, right? Like your mind goes into this space of, I got to figure out the answer. And the answer is this one thing. And if I don't get this one thing, I risk failure. I risk being ridiculed. I risk falling flat on my face. When in reality, there are many different paths to get you to the other side. But we buy into the belief that we have to figure out that one way to get out of whatever it is that has disrupted our lives. Now, Of course, we know, right, if you've been on this earth long enough, you know that there is no one right answer or solution to any given outcome. There are usually multiple paths that we could go down to end up in the same place. But in the moment, right, our minds believes, oh, my gosh, if I don't get this right, it's over. Self-doubt is another common reason for us to avoid change. It causes us to believe that we're not enough or we don't have what it takes to effectively navigate what life is currently throwing at us. And that's usually not the case. In fact, most of us have had to make lots of adjustments in our lives before. But when something is shifting and you don't know what to do or you don't have the immediate answer, that doubt kicks in of, I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what resources are there. It kicks into gear the fear that you don't know how to navigate this particular situation. And then lastly, we're going to focus on this part in particular during this episode. Another reason, a very important reason of why we fear change is because of the reality that we're going to have to let go of something that is familiar to us. So when something changes, it usually requires something else to be left behind. Now, the process of dealing with what you've lost involves grieving in order to move past that loss. And understanding the relationship between change and grief will arm you with the tools you need to navigate the process. For many of us, this is the make it or break it aspect of our change process. Because oftentimes, even when it's good change and it's something that we've initiated, when we realize that in order for me to grow or in order for me to step into this next place, there may be people that I have to leave behind. There may be relationships that I have to leave behind. There may be habits that I have to leave behind. There may be things that I've identified with that I have to leave behind. 
And that space of leaving the thing behind is where we can become susceptible to the whim of our emotions. So let's talk about grieving as it relates to change and transition, because um, I do believe that this is such a critical part of the process, yet not a lot of information is shared on what it means to really grow, what it means to really change, and what it means to process fully in a healthy way changes and transitions. A lot of people associate grief with death or dying or some type of tragedy. Um, when in actuality, we grieve due to various types of losses throughout our lives. The emotion and its effects can strike out of nowhere and be completely unexpected. Even during events that seem to be super positive, it's possible to feel the loss of something. So, you know, for example, someone finds out that they're pregnant. That's a huge, that's an exciting change, right? But immediately they can go into this place of, oh my gosh, Am I going to lose my identity? What about my independence am I going to have to lose? What about my freedom? What about my time to myself? Or in, in cases where someone starts a new role, right? That's an exciting thing. Uh, you get the opportunity to grow. You get the opportunity to learn. But then even in the good changes and the good transitions, we are faced with the decisions of letting go of some of our old or the things that we identified with in order to fully accept what is new and what has shifted in front of us. Let's take a look at the importance of taking time to grieve these losses and how to bounce back from them while moving into the new adventures and life stages. So why do we grieve when change happens, even when it's good change or when it's good transition? In reality, there are a lot of reasons why we can be going through grief, and I just listed a few, right? And as I mentioned, even something as seemingly average as a new job, or we might even feel a loss related to positive changes in a relationship, like moving in together or getting married. So we've all heard in some capacity that, you know, there are these stages of grief that we all go through. And again, grief is always for the most part, associated with death, dying, or something tragic. But in reality, we are going through grieving cycles throughout our entire lives, even when it's the good stuff. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the stages of grieving, here's a quick recap of what they are. It's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. These are the stages and the framework for grieving. However, the interesting thing is I, I always believed that uh, the grief process was this linear process. Like you knew you were close to the other side when you had transitioned from bargaining to depression and then acceptance. But in reality, it's not linear. We rotate through these five stages or maybe not rotate, but we can bounce back and forth between the five stages depending on where we are in life, what's happening, what we're dealing with, the magnitude of the change or the transition, and then also our, our reluctance, our resistance to face it or to deal with it. So you won't always experience grief in that particular order. But what's important and what I would advise is that, you know, when you are in a state of grieving, one, 
acknowledge it, right? Become aware that that's where you are and then try to identify which stage are you in. So if you are in um, bargaining and you find yourself or you recognize that you're in bargaining and you're kind of like, okay, it's time to move forward and you slip into depression or you go back to being angry, that's okay. As long as you're moving through the emotions or moving through the stages, that's what's important. Now, if you find yourself stuck in any given space for a long period of time, and by long period of time, I'm, I'm talking months here, then this is an opportunity for you to, to seek some additional support, to seek some additional help for sure. Sometimes there's really no delineation from one stage to the next. You actually can experience a couple of them at the same time. And like I mentioned, it's also po possible to regress and go back to a phase that you thought you've left behind. The stages themselves are actually defense mechanisms. And I think that that's important for you to understand and for you to accept. Sometimes it's so easy to get to that place of beating yourself up to say, hey, I thought I got past this anger or I thought I got past this depression. How am I here? How am I back here? And oftentimes it's, it's not a bad thing. It just means that there was some extra processing that you hadn't completed yet. The ultimate goal is to move through the stages and allow yourself to feel all the feels. You'll hear me say that a lot and not to get hung up on the fact that maybe you regressed, you know, for a couple of weeks back into depression or anger or whatever the case may be, but that you are moving through the process and that you are giving yourself the space and the grace to deal with what it is that you're losing. And again, as I mentioned, if you think you're having trouble moving through these stages um, while you're grieving for long periods of time, like I really would recommend you seeking additional support, whether it be from a therapist or whether it be from a coach, but just know that you feeling lost, even when it's something good, is not a bad thing. And you're not alone, you're not crazy. It's just part of our, our natural growth cycle. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Wanted to take a quick break to share some exciting news. I'm excited to share the relaunch of my Transform Her program. This 90-day accelerator has been specifically redesigned to support those currently facing or considering a shift in life, career, or business. The 90-day accelerator is jam-packed with training, coaching, and a ton of personalized resources to move you from scared to confident, thinking about it to doing it, striving to thriving, and of course, stuck to unstoppable. So if you're at the place where you want to or are ready to make that major shift in your life, career, or business, but are feeling stuck, not sure where to begin, or are just scared, and trust me, there's nothing wrong with that because we've all been there, you can learn more about the 90-Day Accelerator on my website at www.sabinegideon.com slash transform her on the site. You can schedule a complimentary call to see if the program is right for you. Now that we've dug into the reasons why we fear change, including the fear of unknown, the false belief that there's only one correct way, 
the self-doubt that comes in and tells us that we're, we don't have what it takes to navigate and the process of grieving or letting go. I want to switch gears and talk about some of the benefits of change. Again, we know that change occurs in good situations and in bad situations. And essentially, even in the bad situations, how we look at the change is actually what can prolong the grieving process or shorten the grieving process. So let's take a look at some of the benefits of change. And we know that change is just, it's part of life and it's part of our growth. Change also gives you the chance to examine your life and your core beliefs and make self-discoveries that lead to becoming a more authentic person. So I will use myself as an example. 2020 was a rough year for many of us. And while I wasn't as caught up in the fear and the anxiety of the disease itself and what that meant and, and how it was going to impact everything, it did give me some space and some time to reflect on my life. For someone who has been so career-driven, being in a space where you are experiencing a global pandemic or isolated, it gave me a lot of time to reflect on what's really important to me. Is my career really my everything? And, and why was my career my everything? In a space where, you know, here we were isolated and alone and not sure for how long, it, it wasn't bringing me so much comfort during last year. I can tell you that for sure. Um, so I did a lot of self-reflecting on getting clear on what's really important to me at this stage of my life. While my career will always be something that I am passionate about, I, I love helping and serving other people. I love bringing the best out of others. But at the end of the day, in focusing so much on on work and what I was doing, I wasn't focused on really me and what I needed. So while last year's was devastating in many ways, it really helped me get clear on who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up in this world, and how I wanted to spend my days. So that's resulted in me making a lot of decisions and letting some things go and letting people go. But at the end of the day, I feel much more clearer and much more confident as it relates to the path that I'm on and as it relates to my ability to experience life in this space where I'm not bound to a thing such as my career. And for many of you, it may have been the same thing. It may have been your career. For others, it may have been a relationship. For some people, they were bound to a specific location because of their job. And the pandemic allowed them to move to a different place and still continue to do their jobs. While we can go through scary changes like a pandemic, or we can go through not so scary, but challenging changes such as, you know, a new job or new relationship or whatever the case may be. There's always opportunity to examine ourselves, our core beliefs, and for us to really do an inventory assessment almost of what's important to us and move towards that particular path. Another thing about change is that it allows you to develop new personality traits like strength, resiliency, and flexibility. So in the case of last year, you know, for many people who had never 
been through anything traumatic, right? Uh, last year was a traumatic year on, on many different levels. <laughs> Parts of this year are still traumatic. But the point is, you know, the more that you go through these situations, not that anyone wants to or should have to, the more resiliency it builds, right? It's almost like um, muscle memory. When you go through something traumatic and you make it through, when little things happen, you've built that muscle memory to know, you know what, I'll make it through this. So another example I'll give, a personal example, is around the financial aspect of the pandemic. And so I lived through the 2008-2009 economic crash or whatever you want to call it, depression, recession, whatever we want to call it these days. And, you know, when when word was coming out last year around, oh, my gosh, it's going to be another recession and a depression and everything. I had the memory of 2008 and 2009 to say, okay, you know what, that was a tough time as well, but we made it through it, right? And if you really look back in time and history within the United States and all throughout the world, this is a cycle that continues to occur. So the level of fear that I had uh, the first time around, I didn't have this time around because I also had evidence that, yes, there is a bounce back period. So essentially, I say all that to say that while there are a lot of reasons to fear change um, and there are emotions that we need to work through when change comes, there are also benefits to change. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to work through. I'm just saying it's a thing that we all have to work through. One of the first things that I would advise if you are in a season of change or transition or if you're heading into one, try to reframe the negative stories that you're telling yourself. And focus on the positive things that could happen instead of the bad. I know that sounds a bit like Pollyanna, but the point is telling yourself all of the negative things that could happen or that would happen is not going to help you. And it's certainly not going to help support you in moving through those stages of grief that we talked about. So looking at the situation and saying, hey, yes, this sucks, but you know what? I've been through worse situations before and I made it out. Or this sucks, but here's an opportunity that I can draw from this particular situation. So it's not necessarily discounting the fact that whatever change or transition, especially if it's a bad one, that you're in is, is challenging. It's saying it's challenging and, or it's challenging, but. And even when it comes to the good stuff, right? Like, I'm having a baby that, you know, that has an impact on my time, but I get to impact another life and I get to influence this other human being to be a, a good person in society. Clearly, I don't have children uh, or else that would be a little bit more smoother, but you get the point. Try to reframe the negative stories that you are telling yourself and focus on positive, or at least focus on a benefit from the situation that you can draw from. Secondly, take time to process your feelings about the change that you're facing and then try to determine the causes. I can't stress this enough, right? We live in this super busy, you gotta be productive, you gotta be hustling, fight your feelings and push through society and mentality, especially if you're an entrepreneur. And if I've learned anything in the last year is that's not healthy thinking. That leads to burnout, that leads to resentment, that leads to you not being able to show up as the best version of yourself. 
if you're finding yourself in one of those stages of grief, or if you're finding yourself in that place of confusion and anxiety, stop. Take a moment. Give yourself the room, the space, and the grace to process what you're feeling. You have to validate your own feelings and your emotions before anyone else can validate your feelings and your emotions. So if something's not right, you need to process what that is so that you can then communicate that to whoever it is so that they can help support you. So take time to process your emotions, figure out where is this really coming from? What is the root cause? Where am I in the grieving process? Am I grieving? Is this anxiety? And how do I deal with that? And then lastly, another great strategy, look back on the accomplishments that you've made during times of transition or instances in which you've gotten through your adjustments. So there is power in recognition or there is power in memory recall. I, I guess that's the best way to put it because uh, that's an immediate way to shut down that fear. When you can say to yourself, oh my gosh, I am dealing with this and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Being able to look back at something that you processed or that you went through that you didn't know how to get through it at the time, you didn't know all the answers at the time, but the end result was a positive one, that'll help calm that anxiety in that moment and that'll help give you the clarity that you need to just figure out what's the next first step. Oftentimes, especially when it comes to change and transition, we want to see the whole staircase. We want the whole path lit before us. We want the super clarity. If I do this, then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And we all know the truth. Life doesn't work that way. Um, life takes faith. Life takes risk. If you're going to live you know, an abundant life, that is, it requires faith. It requires risks. It requires being able to fall forward or fall down and pick yourself back up. Therefore, you won't have all the answers immediately right away. But what you can do to help just get you to that next level is just look back. Take a moment, look back. What about when I went off to college and I had never been on my own before? Or when I got my first job in corporate America and I had never worked in corporate America before? Or when I changed careers and I barely had any idea what I was doing, but I figured it out. If we take a moment to go through our mental Rolodex, have examples and experiences in which we've done something for the very first time or when we've done something without knowing all the answers. So think back to those things and then take that first next step forward. To recap, there are ways to overcome the anxiety that comes during those periods of change, and that's to reframe the negative thinking, find something positive, find a benefit, uh, take your, the time to process whatever emotions are coming up for you, and then lastly, think back, think back to your accomplishments and use that as leverage or the, uh, the fuel that you need to take that next step. In closing, change is hard. And it can be challenging, regardless of whether it's good or bad, but it doesn't have to be debilitating. You don't have to lose all of your power. You don't have to give up all of your control as it relates to your emotions. You can move forward, even in seasons of change that are unexpected, even in seasons of change that are trying. So my challenge to you this week, 
specifically for those of you who are experiencing some level of change or transition in your life, personally or professionally, is to make a list of all of the things that you're worried about as it relates to the change or the transition that you're experiencing. And then for each thing that you have listed out or each emotion or each you know doubt that you've listed out, I want you to challenge yourself and reframe that particular thought. So if the thought is, I don't have all the answers and I don't know if I'm going to land on my feet at the end of it, how can you reframe that to something positive? Maybe something like, I don't have all the answers of how things are going to work out, but I do know that this is an opportunity for me to grow. I do know at the end of the day, I'm going to just keep moving forward and learn along the way. That is an example of how you can reframe the fear into something of possibility as you navigate this change. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoyed this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.